In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis as we're currently pumping, looking to retest 36 Gs, baby. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, Bitcoin separates money from the state, defund monarchy, defund the central banks. Bitcoin fixes this. He also predicts rate cuts will boost Bitcoin to his $220,000 target. Send it. Let's freaking go. Also breaking news, Bitcoin ordinals see a resurgence on the Binance listing. We'll also be discussing Caitlin Long's Custodia Bank officially launches her Bitcoin custody platform, as well as Hong Kong is now considering crypto ETFs as part of an effort to become the leading digital asset hub. I'll be breaking down this latest report, as well as the latest regarding Bitcoin ETFs and the fresh surge of capital incoming. We're also going to be discussing one of the largest asset managers in the world, which is Fidelity, currently with four and a half trillion and assets under management, exactly how much one Bitcoin will be worth by the year 2025, according to their head of macro, Jurian Timmer, now that we have had a new price pump. This is a brand new prediction I have never shared before. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone. This is podcast episode number 1454. I'm your host, JV, and today is November 7th, 2023. We have lots to cover. Let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. As you can see on your screen, we got Bitcoin back in the green, looking to retest 36,000 and creeping towards that target, while Ethereum, BNB, and XRP are currently pulling back and in the red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap is on the climb as well at $1.34 trillion, with roughly $45.5 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The Bitcoin dominance a little on the decline here today at 518 and the Ether dominance has been dropping as well, currently at 17% even. I'd love for you to tell me in that chat, how high do you feel this Bitcoin dominance is likely to climb for this cycle peak? Let me know. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, we got the Trust Wallet token leading the pack, up 9%, trading at $1.79, followed by Solana, up 9%, trading at 44 bucks, followed by Kronos, up almost 8%, trading just under eight cents and checking out crypto bubbles so we can see the top 100 gainers of the past week. Um, kind of a lot in the red right now, but we do have a handful in the green as well, being TWT up 9% and PLS up 6.4% and TUN up 6.7% with the biggest loser being WeMix down almost 19%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index shows we're currently rated a 68 in greed. Yesterday was a 74, last week a 66, and last month, a 50 dead in the middle, which is neutral. So there you have it, fam. How many of you are currently bullish on that King Crypto? Please let me know in that live chat. So let's just kick it off into high gear and let's break down today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. So here we go. Check it out. 
you're looking at the Bitcoin one hour candle chart here. Bitcoin fell towards 34.5 November 7th as analyst attention turned to mushrooming the open interest. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView showed Bitcoin struggling to reclaim 35,000 in support. Bitcoin lacked clear direction into the Wall Street Open, but market participants predicted the volatility would soon return. The reason, they said, was a sharp increase in open interest on derivative markets. Quoting them here, almost 10,000 BTC worth 350 million in open interest added today, according to financial commentator Ted Talks Macro. Now, Cointelegraph open interest reaching elevated levels has coincided with bouts of volatility in the recent months. Current levels total nearly 15 and a half billion at this time. And uh, James Van Stratton, research and data analyst at Crypto Insights, Crypto Slate, described the fluctuations as no Noticeable. Quoting him here, the CME exchange preferred by institutional investors has achieved a new record in open interest with 105,000 BTC contracts open valued at $3.68 billion. Binance has edged past this figure with open interest of approximately 113,500 BTC. This trend points to increasing involvement in Bitcoin futures, hinting at either a positive shift in the market mood or a move towards protective strategies by the investors. Now, the sense of uncertainty Certainty over how the open interest phenomenon would play out was shared by J.A. Martin, a contributor of on-chain analytics platform CryptoQuant, as he shares here on X. Bitcoin on the low time frame, the open interest on Bitcoin futures is ramping up. Certain apes are taking significant positions, but it is unclear to me whether they're going to short or to long. Now, in his analysis, he suggests the open interest was now in a territory that had previously seen 20% of the Bitcoin price drawdowns. Quoting him here, historically, whenever this metric surpassed 12.2 billion, it resulted in a minimum 20% decline of the Bitcoin price. That open interest deserved significant uh, attention. Now, continuing this current pump, we have 36,000, which I think we're likely to retest here shortly as we started pumping right before I went live. According to SKU Analytics, Bitcoin's looking uh, like a short covering bounce here. Some uh, open interest is coming off the lows here too. Word up. Good to note. And going back here, let's see what other uh, analysts we can quote here. We also have material indicators who shared the following. Calling a local top at 36,000 doesn't mean 36,000 is off the table this year, but the metrics I'm looking at indicate that at the very least it is off the table for this week. He says that call also doesn't mean the price will free fall back to the prior 25, 28, 5 range. But if a bull breakout isn't validated for this month, that range low is critical. So there you have it. I disagree with this analysts clearly we're pumping right now and i feel we're likely to retest uh 36 000, potentially here today we shall soon see and quoting max kaiser the high priest of bitcoin he says bitcoin separates money and all that gold from the state defund monarchy defund the central banks bitcoin fixes this and he's responding to this uh, news here the king delivers the king's speech from the throne in the house of lords chamber the speech is written by the government and sets out the legislative agenda for the new session max kaiser also wrote here in regards to to this tweet, the Fed doesn't want to talk about rate cuts, but Wall Street is sniffing out an increasing likelihood of just that. Six months ago, if the economy had fallen off the cliff, the Fed's hands were tied and it couldn't cut rates. Well, now it can. And Max Kaiser responded, the rate cuts will boost Bitcoin to my $220,000 target for sure. We'll send it and let's 
freaking go. Let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the latest with Bitcoin ordinals, which is their NFTs. How many of you have actually experimented or used Bitcoin ordinals before? Please do let me know. Ordinals is a BRC20 token collection minted on the Bitcoin blockchain, which surged 80, or sorry, 40% in the past 24 hours to $10.19 after listing on the crypto exchange Binance. And according to Binance's November 7th announcement, traders can now trade ordinals against Tether. Now, Bitcoin and the Turkish Lira as well. Binance claims that it did not charge developers any listing fees for the Ordi token and that withdrawals will now open November 8th as part of the initial incentives. The first 1,000 users who deposit at least 72 Ordi to the exchange receive 50 USDT trading rebate voucher. Quoting them here, Ordi is a relatively new token that poses a higher than normal risk and as such will likely be subject to high price volatility. Word up. Now, the Bitcoin ordinals is a numbering system that assigns a unique number to each individual Satoshi or one one hundred million of a Bitcoin, enabling tracking and transfer and combined with the inscription process, which adds an additional layer of data to each Satoshi. This allows users to mint unique digital assets on the digital Bitcoin blockchain. The current token listed on Binance Ordi is not associated with developers of Bitcoin ordinals. Good to note. Invented by Web3 developer uh, Rodermore in January, BRC20 tokens have surged in popularity of one of the largest technological advancements in a 15-year-old blockchain. Now, self-custody wallet providers such as BitKeep, now BitGet Wallet, have enabled BRC20 token deposits as well as withdrawals since June. The total market cap of BRC20 tokens currently stands at $1.34 billion. So there you have it. I right, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the latest with Custodia Bank now offering Bitcoin custodians. Uh, custodial services. This is actually pretty cool. And this is Caitlin Long's uh, company, by the way. She's also very bullish on BTC. Custodia Bank, a crypto-friendly bank founded by Bitcoin advocate, Caitlin Long launched its BT custody platform. The firm shared November 7th to announce the launch of Custodia Bank's Bitcoin custody service, targeting businesses like fiduciaries, investment advisors, fund managers, and corporate treasurers. The launch comes soon after Custodia Bank earned approval from the Wyoming Division of Banking to go live with the service, the announcement notes. In announcing the news, Custodia Bank emphasized that the platform is a non-lending bank built by Bitcoiners that offer segregated custody accounts on its custom-built Bitcoin custody platform. The statement said Custodia Bank offers integrated Bitcoin custody and U.S. dollar services all on one platform designed to simplify the user operations while reducing risk. Here's what they shared. Since we built our Bitcoin custody platform in-house, we are especially grateful to those willing to help us by providing user feedback. Now, Custodia Bank's approval from the Wyoming Division of Banking follows a series of regulatory challenges for the firm. Back in January of this year, the Federal Reserve Board rejected the bank's application to become a member of the Federal Reserve System. Not surprising, right? Saying it was inconsistent with the required factors under the law. The Fed subsequently denied Custodia's request to reconsider its membership application in the system. That's just straight wrong. In a detailed report back in March, the Fed's board said the decision to reject Custodia's app was due to concerns about banks with high concentration of activities related to the crypto industry. Hence why they don't want it. They don't want to support crypto, fam. It's clear. Custodia Bank opened for business in August of this year, though the Fed has blocked much of its proposed business model, which doesn't come as a surprise. Founded in 2020, Custodia is a bank aiming to bridge the gap between digital assets and U.S. dollar payments and a digital asset custodian. The firm was 
formerly known as Avante Financial Group and is based in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Custodia Bank did not immediately respond to requests for comment, but hey, it's definitely a good sign that adoption is coming and banks will be integrating Bitcoin or they're just gonna get left behind. So hopefully many major banks follow in the footsteps of Caitlin Long's Custodia Bank. But let me know, fam, how you guys feel. And a reminder, only keep in the bank what you're willing to lose at the end of the day. Because what if there was a bank run? Even with it being FDIC insured, they don't have the money to give it to everybody. Hence, what happened earlier in the year with the regional banking crisis. And what happened in return to Bitcoin? We started pumping. In fact, Bitcoin's up well over 100% since the start of the year, and I feel we're just getting started. All right, fam, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the latest with the ETF news coming out of Hong Kong, which I know is not in the mainland of China, but still considered a part of China. And I think we're going to have ETF adoption, not just in the United States, but clearly in Asia, as well as in the Middle East, because in all markets, they're seeking it, and competition definitely a good thing, especially when it comes to these ETFs. So let's break down this latest report. Hong Kong is reportedly weighing the possibility of allowing the spot crypto ETF. In a Bloomberg report, the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission CEO, Julia Leong, uh, outlines what it would take for the spot crypto ETFs to be authorized in the city-state. Quoting her here, we welcome proposals using innovative tech that boost efficiency and customer experience. We're happy to try it as long as new risks are addressed. Our approach is consistent regardless of the asset. So according to Bloomberg, Hong Kong currently only allows future-based crypto ETFs, and among the listed products includes the Samsung Bitcoin Futures Active, as well as the Bitcoin and Ethereum Futures ETF issued by CSOP asset management. The possibility of a spot crypto ETF getting approved in Hong Kong comes at a time when Hong Kong's ambitions of becoming a leading digital asset hub are in high gear. According to the report, earlier in the year, Hong Kong rolled out a virtual asset regulatory framework. And on the crypto regulatory framework, here's what she shared. Hong Kong's comprehensive virtual asset regulatory framework follows the principle of same business, same risks, same rules, and aims to provide robust investor protections and manage those key risks. This will enable the industry to develop sustainably and support innovation. Also, reports emerged in June that Hong Kong Monetary Authority pushed for banks in the city-state to offer their services to licensed crypto exchanges. It was also reported in February that China was supposedly in support of Hong Kong's plans to allow both institutional and retail investors to trade in crypto assets. So there you have it, fam. Mass adoption, let's freaking go. We all know there's trillions of dollars sitting on the sidelines just awaiting that spot Bitcoin ETF approval. And once we get that green light, game on. It will absolutely be a game changer. But anyways, fam, now let's discuss Bitcoin ETFs, being we're discussing them already. And it's on everyone's mind right now before we break into the latest prediction from one of the largest asset manager, Fidelity, who currently controls four and a half trillion in assets under management. Let's first discuss these BlackRock ETFs and ETFs from some of the other asset managers. Here we go. The launch of a spot Bitcoin ETF from BlackRock is a highly anticipated event in the crypto industry. I'd say the biggest, most anticipated event next to the Bitcoin halving. You know what I mean? It's expected to provide unprecedented institutional access to the crypto market, representing a significant shift from leading banks and promising substantial capital inflows. These developments will eventually change the industry and kickstart the new market cycle. What we're seeing in the market at the current moment is still speculation by the whales, some traditional firms, 
and industry insiders. Now, while the move towards the ETF app approval is a positive development, the price discovery mechanism for Bitcoin is typically driven by derivatives like perpetuals. Let's keep in mind that these are leverage orders that can be liquidated with the right catalyst, whether on the upside or doing a pullback as traders take profit or leverage longs get liquidated. This means that recent price hikes post announcements weren't necessarily caused by a fresh inflow of institutional capital, though that will happen eventually. They were actually caused by speculation around ETFs driven by people already plugged into the crypto space, including the whales. Quoting them here, an ETF approval means that there will be an exponential increase in the amount of capital with access to BTC. That's right. In spot ETF, unlike futures, there is true price discovery, so there will be no market manipulation. So we should still take this as a sign of institutional interest. It is not unlikely that the capital that kept Bitcoin outperforming traditional assets came from the large institutions or savvy allocators of capital buying ahead of the positive ETF news. CME futures are dominating the crypto future markets right now, suggesting that indeed it might be more traditional institutions that are speculating. These are some of the players that have entered the room in the previous cycles, bull run or not. This kind of activity is par for the course. Now, how capital from Bitcoin ETS will eventually trickle down? Let's discuss it. We should still pay attention to the possibility of fresh capital coming in. Former BlackRock Managing Director Stephen Schoenfield stated at CC Data's Digital Asset Summit in London that an ETF approval can bring $20 billion into Bitcoin. While we all know that's extremely conservative, I'm looking at trillions pouring into the king, just saying. While Alliance Bernstein, the global asset management company, expects the BlackRock ETF approval to drive the crypto asset management way up all the way up. Now, ultimately, an ETF approval means there will be an exponential increase in the amount of capital with access to BTC. This simple change will be greater than any other development in the market's history. This arrival of capital will come over time as more and more investors and asset managers digest the news, deciding that an allocation is not only responsible, but absolutely necessary. Preach. Likewise, the adoption of this financial product will take years as institutions such as broker-dealers, banks, and our IAs undergo due diligence and other processes before they can even offer Bitcoin ETFs. It will also hinge on the arrival of key players such as market makers that are an essential factor in building investor confidence. The role of the market maker is vital to ETFs. They are responsible for creating and redeeming new shares of an ETF, a role designed to keep its price tethered to the price implied by the value of the ETF holdings. Now, finally, we have the question of what a Bitcoin ETF means for the rest of the crypto market market beyond Bitcoin itself. Market cycles have historically moved from Bitcoin first to ETH second, and then cycled into the smaller altcoins or more exotic projects. This time around, the effects might be less direct, but still obviously noticeable. It is true that a rising tide is not guaranteed in the aftermath of the ETFs going live, as the new inflow of capital will not come in the form of direct ownership of BTC. Investors who choose that instrument won't easily be able to change or diversify their exposure exposure to other crypto assets until more ETFs are introduced. Now let's break into our featured story of the day and discuss what will one Bitcoin be worth in the year 2025? Well, Fidelity's head of 
macro. Jurian Timmer makes this prediction with an exact number. There's a brand new prediction I've never shared before. So let's break this one down, shall we? A massive shout out to everyone in that live chat just joining us. Fidelity Investments Global Macro Director Jurian Timmer is updating his outlook on Bitcoin following the latest Bitcoin price surge. He just shared on X to his almost 200,000 followers. The Bitcoin can soar beyond $96,000 uh, by 2025 due to two main factors. He lays out a scenario for Bitcoin's price performance in the coming years based on retail interest rates, which is the interest rate minus inflation and the Bitcoin adoption rate, which is based on historical internet adoption. Quoting Timmer here, with Bitcoin moving up once again, Will its adoption curve accelerate as it did a few years ago? And how does the macro trend on rates affect it? Here's the data to consider. Here you go. I show a fair value band based on both the slope of the internet adoption curve and the path for real rates. The bottom boundary assumes that the treasury inflation protected securities real rate of two and a half percent and the upper boundary assumes negative two percent, which is where we were in 2021. The macro can speed up or slow down the adoption curve, which we have seen play out recently as outlined here in this chart. And looking at the chart, the analyst predicts the Bitcoin price would hit the lower bound of 41000 in 2025 if the tip's real rate remains as high as the current rate. However, if the real rate declines to what it was in 2021, the price prediction would soar to $96,210 in 2025, which is a 175% increase from the current value. Now, let's read his thread, which he shared here on uh, X. I also got to throw out there, he also is predicting a $1 billion Bitcoin price by the year 2038. So by 2025, yeah, a little conservative, but extremely bullish for the long haul on Bitcoin. And I know I've covered that previously here on the show. How many of you have heard the billion dollar price prediction from Jerry and Timmer as I have covered it here? Let me know in that live chat. But anyways, let's just break down uh, what he did share here in the thread so you can see the full discussion. Here we go. Above, I show the fair value, as I mentioned a little earlier. He also mentions the macro can speed up or slow down, which we have seen play out recently as outlined in the chart. He also says, assuming for a moment that Bitcoin will mature into an asset class that plays on the same team as gold and silver, how should we think about where it should sit in a 60-40 portfolio and what would be a reasonable position size? Great question. Here's what he says. The good news for Bitcoin is it is an annualized volatility down from its 2018 peak, although at 58%, it's still head and shoulders above traditional asset classes. That's right. There's no asset in which can compete with the king crypto because Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation as well as a hedge against deflation. It's a store of value. It's incorruptible. It's unconfiscatable. And guess what? Gold can't compete either. He also shares here, even better, is 52-week correlation versus the S&P 500 had declined steadily and is now actually negative. More on the Bitcoin outlook on the next thread. And I highly encourage you to follow uh, Jurian Timmer. He shares a lot of good threads here, especially regarding Bitcoin and what's happening around you know, the ETFs, the Bitcoin halving, the macro, and all of these uh, TA, which is technical analysis. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see if I can find another good thread for you. Um, he has quite a lot and he's very active as well. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. here we go. Here's a good thread right here. 
Uh, he mentions, continuing the discussion from my recent thread on Bitcoin, let's talk about Bitcoin as a store of value. Yes, please, let's talk about this, shall we? Gold is delivering solid risk-adjusted returns, remains hard to beat. Above, we see that gold has one of the best sharp ratios out there, but Bitcoin is respectable as well in line with other major asset classes. This chart is based on monthly returns because it broadens the universe of alts. In this case, alts such as managed futures and equity long-short hedge funds are the less liquid variety, which broadens the mix while improving their returns. And below is a ranking of correlations to the S&P 500 based on monthly data of September. Bitcoin still has a positive correlation to the equities, but less than many other assets as outlined right here in this chart. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!